Ronin. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Juice in the Morning podcast. It's a good day, even though yesterday it snowed about 10 inches here in Indiana. Um, I spent the morning shoveling my driveway. But uh, I'm I'm joined here by a new person to my left over here, Ryan O'Kelly. Is it O'Kelly or is it just Kelly? This is Kelly. Okay, you 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 just add the add the O to be funny. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we're probably long lost uh, relatives, one way or another. And then uh, across from me, back again as usual, Shane Jones. How you doing today, buddy? Pretty good, man. A little under the weather, but besides that, great. Listen to him power through, guys. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) I love it. I'm a champ. I can't believe it. He's probably going to have one of the best podcasts of his life, kind of like the Michael Jordan. Uh, sick game. You love that. So I much. do love it. It's awesome. And uh, today we are joined for with uh, by the host of the After Showcase podcast. Um, basically, I want to say that I heard the very first episode last week that I listened to, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it is Kyle Buck and Justin Alley. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, doing well. To add to that, I actually. Um, I found Kyle just basically adding random people on Facebook. We've talked about this on on the podcast before, um, and I just kind of shared the podcast with him, and he uh, let me know that he has a podcast. And so I, you know, lo and behold, he had a uh, open mic at Morty's as well, and I was planning on going to that too. Yeah, so, yeah, that that worked out really well, man. Thanks yeah. for coming. I appreciate it. And it was a blast. So the so I want to dive in right away. Um, just kind of like tell us uh, about the podcast first, and then we'll talk. We'll talk comedy. Sure. the The podcast came up out of um, a show that I've been running um, at the Kettletop Brew House in Anderson, Indiana. Um, I started an open mic there last May. Yeah. And uh, just as something like they didn't have anything going on on Wednesday nights, and I'd been wanting to try to get down to Indianapolis to do more open mics. But it's kind of difficult, you yeah. know, and especially for my friends that also wanted to do comedy. They couldn't always get down to Indianapolis. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just start one here. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Dan Hiles, the owner of the Kettletop Brew House down there, was nice enough to give me the green light to, you know, give it a shot. And yeah. we did it. Uh, we've been doing it at least once a month for the last, you know, well, 10 months now. Yeah. Um, and it's grown every single time and so starting back in January we started doing a showcase where we actually paid a headliner to come in and do 30 minutes and we booked a lineup around the headliner um you know sets ranging from seven minutes to 15 minutes comes to about an hour and a half show that's awesome um and we uh sold out the first two um showcases that we did and uh got very close this last one and so we've been seeing a great response from it and and after the first one we were like you know what we should you know try to do a little bit more to not only promote the show but also bring some added value for those coming to the show by doing a podcast centered around our headliners that are you know traveling the country and are uh really representing either the midwest out on the road or they're representing where they're from here in the midwest and so hearing those different perspectives i mean we're three episodes in we just recorded our latest one um friday night after the show and uh we were just talking over lunch about how we got really different approaches to certain aspects of comedy just from people that are from different regions yeah and we getting that type of input is pretty awesome and, and justin being a you know professional sound engineer really does a great job putting it all together yeah well, i could probably use your help over here yeah, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure something out yeah it's been great uh the podcast is nice um uh, I was definitely trying, always trying to utilize my studio space and equipment more. Um, and then, yeah, having having the different comedians come uh, has been cool because uh, these are, you know, guys doing comedy for a living. And I guess that's 
you know, what a lot of comics are aspiring to. So I think it's kind of a cool show for people to listen to who are maybe wondering how, you know, what direction to take or how to get more into comedy. That's kind of the, the ideal behind it. So absolutely. I would say like stand up comedians, um, lend themselves really well to the, the podcast game because they've got good stories. They've got, you know, stuff that, um, I find entertaining and funny like that, that, may not necessarily be bits but they kind of are because if you listen if you listen to like the bob and tom show or um if you listen to um, any podcast that has comedians on it when you watch their show you kind of see some of those jokes and it's like oh that's i didn't know that that's how how it worked out i didn't know that that was something that they kind of keep chambered to use at almost any time yeah absolutely that that sort of stuff um and it all kind of comes out organically as well. You know, it's it's uh, one of those things you don't really have to force when you have comedians in the room. You know, mm-hmm. co- comedians are going to find a window to, to throw in a joke or they're going to throw in a, a, you know, just just weird, outrageous line about something. And they're, they're not afraid to say it. And, yeah. and that's what's so unique about the conversations that we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that we do on the uh, Jews in the Morning podcast is we do a segment called Judgment Day. I think I've kind of prefaced you guys with that a little bit and kind of given you an idea of what we got. We actually have a new theme song that somebody sent in um, to the podcast. He's a guy that works in radio. Thanks, Kevo. I'm going to call him Kevo because that's what everybody calls him. Um, But uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it and then we'll get into it. It's time for Judgment Day. This is the part of the podcast where Juice and Shane judge the notorious idiots that surround us all. It's important to note that one of the guys doing the judging once shot himself in the dick. It's the Juice in the Morning with Shane podcast. Who do we have today, guys? Listen, now. So... I like that he added the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger at the very end. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> Listen now. And I and I appreciate him going ahead and doing that because that's like that sounds like a radio show. Like that sounds mm-hmm. like something you would hear like on the radio. Yeah, it's it's perfect. I love it. Um, but for this week, um, one of the things that I I kind of wanted to bring up is the. For the listeners that uh, are not aware of this, there's a Instagram that Shane directed me to uh, follow, and it's called Old Row. And Old Row old is row similar official. Old Row officials, similar to Barstool Sports, but uh, it's, it's it's spring break time, and uh, during spring break, there's a lot of crazy antics that happen. You know, I remember body shots, but there's a new thing that is like boob and butt luges. First of all, that's like, I mean, one of the things that they comment on those uh, pages all the time is the, um, is it the optometrist? The optometrist uh, bills are probably going up because of the people with pink eye. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, like, I just, I wonder, I want to know the first person that did the butt luge or the boob luge and was like, this is a fucking awesome idea. Or since I'm conspiracy theory oriented, was it like a move by old row? They showed some like kids. They were like, oh, man, you guys should do this. And it was like some creepy guy with like a clipboard, you know, watching the likes and the um, the favorites on Twitter and like social media and stuff. And then it just exploded from there. I think someone probably blessed them with that video. The very <laughs> first butt luge and or boob luge. And then from there, they kind of took it and ran with it. That's just my hunch. But you never know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm going to judge them, though, because like I said, um, I'm going to judge them in the positive light. So. Good move on their end because it's a very entertaining uh, video to watch normally. My first thought was, I, I do that. 
<laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. I feel like something like this um, comes about kind of the same way Girls Gone Wild came about, mm-hmm. which was like, hey, I've got a camera. What do you do to be on it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like in the world of, of you know modern social media, when every phone is a camera, is a window to the world, you know, if you can come up with something that is popular, you know it's going to get clicks, you know it's going to get hits, you know, I think it makes that decision that much easier for anyone influenced by, you know, whatever said alcohol is being yeah. to add, passed around. To add to that, I feel like you're, they're continually like one upping, upping the ante. It's like going to get ridiculous at some point because you're, like you said, it made me think of this when Girls Gone Wild was first a thing. All it was was just boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like people drinking beer off of an, like a dude's ass. Yeah. Man, and I think you hit the nail on the head with all the pink eye. That was my first thought was like, <laughs> man, I mean, we we want to believe that girls don't shit, but anyone who's got one around knows that that's, that's horseshit. <laughs> Is it sad that my first thought was like, I don't, you said the optometrist. I was like, I don't think you'd go to an optometrist. I think you go to a regular doctor. But like, I'm just trying to figure out who who would you go see if you had pink eye? Oh, man. I think oh, you just, you ride it out or... I, I don't know, like, and it's it's severely what severely contagious, right? Yeah, for for a for a time period, I think, and then it gets not. I don't know. Yeah, um, but I, I, like I said, I want to judge them in a in a positive light because normally it's a negative um, when we do the judgment day. But I'm saying keep doing it. Totally keep, worth. Like, keep the, upping the ante. Totally worth the pink eye too. I think. <laughs> I mean, it's good for your immune system, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. Introduce new diseases. Introduce new germs. Yeah. It's actually t- healthy. Man, I have told Shane this from the beginning of this podcast that I like to put myself in positions that will potentially make me sick because I feel like it's going to build well, up my immunity. Well, you think I'm a germaphobe in the sense that like I don't my germaphobe doesn't make any sense. Mm. It doesn't like like I just told you that I would do this. So yeah. that goes against any yeah, germaphobe. Exactly. But I'm not your traditional germaphobe. So like I agree with you. I feel like as I've gotten older, I get sick, even though I'm sick right now, which I'm never sick. I get sick a lot less because of all the nasty shit I did when I was younger. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I've put many a random coin in my mouth as a child. Yeah, sure. You know, which is sure. which is one of the singular dirtiest thing. I, I used to work in a bank, handle cash every day. Yeah. I'm a it, server, so I'm always yeah, like, and then absolutely. probably eating food in the back, and then yeah. I mean, it, it, in the summertime when you've got very large. Ladies walking in pulling water twenties out of out of you Boo know money. some 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 flap somewhere you know what I mean um, that's my okay absolutely. that I gotta draw the line man. yeah I, yeah I, I mean when it gets to the point you have to lay each bill out individually in the sunlight right. for like right. for like two hours just it's so sweaty. it's like yeah yeah it's extremely sweaty and it smells like odd you're touching their sweat yeah. Like, you can spray as much Lysol on that as you want. You're only disinfecting some of that. Uh, you should just have a, an iron handy and then, <laughs> s- and then just, you know, evaporate all, <laughs> evaporate all the sweat. Yeah. So, so you guys know about like, I mean, obviously vaping is big now, but like yeah. when, do you remember when the, like the blue e-cig first came out? Like yeah. Oh, yeah. when it was first introduced to gas stations, when it comes to these like germs and things, I, it like immediately made me think of this. When it first came out, you know, I was at the gas station. I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is that? And the guy like explained it to me. So I was like, cool, I'm going to buy one of those right now. And like, just because I didn't know what it was, I I tend to, I'm in the process of trying to quit smoking cigarettes right now. Um, I've done pretty good. I've had one today, one yesterday, um, but that's it. But anyways, long story short, uh, <laughs> I bought this thing and um, nobody else had seen it at this time. It was like 2008, 2009. 
And so, like, obviously, I'm hitting it at a party, and people are like, let me hit that. And I'm like, sure. Oh, and, like, God. so probably, like, totally 17 enough. people hit this You're e-cig. telling us the story of how you got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still good now from what from the reports, I guess. From the reports. <laughs> <laughs> I have been tested. Actually, but. it's a story of how he made out with 17 people at one party. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we just talk? I feel like what I do immediately when I meet someone is, like, Put them on a scale whether I'll, would I drink after you or would I not drink after well, you? Well, with with the sig, I had that in a half gallon of skull vodka, so I always felt like the skull vodka like kind of like cleanse the uh, cleanse the germs away. I mean, a little, sure. bro, little bro science there, <laughs> I feel like, but also you're not wrong. I feel yeah. like alcohol does kill. It does, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Every so. movie ever pretty much says so. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so that's where I get all my facts from the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so judgment, judgment, bo- boob and butt luges. I'm, uh, I'm all for them. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Next person on the uh, judgment day is Shane. Did you bring one today? Uh, yeah, I kind of thought of it as I was, you know, taking some day quill on the way here. Um, I, I'm kind of pissed at whoever makes, um, you know, over the counter cold drugs because, when you're achy and you don't feel good, it's really fucking hard to get the plastic off of those pills. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And like, that's legit. I've never, like, I can tell you a couple of times in my life where I've felt really strong, but I can also tell you when I felt really fucking weak. <laughs> and that was about an hour ago when I'm trying to pull this plastic. Do you ever like try to force it through? That and then, never works. And then it, it's like a bag of chips. It goes from like zero to 100. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh, I'm never going to pop. And then it just pops and you got to go like find it before the dog licks it up or you know what I mean? So, but I just want to judge them kind of like I get it. We're trying to save, you know, little kids. It's natural selection. If kids can't figure out that Tide Pods and uh, DayQuil is bad for you, then maybe they shouldn't be on the air. Exactly. And that's my and judgment even, day. That's a good one. I'm, I'm judging them hardcore for that. Yeah. Fix your shit. But I really do when that pill pops out or whatever. I, like my daughter is usually around. And she's like, "We'll go for it" or whatever. So I'm just like, "No." <laughs> That's go. exactly what I do with my dogs. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. They're they're curious, you know. Yeah, yeah, curious animals. <laughs> All right. So, what about you? How do, how do you feel today? Do you have any judgments? You know, I n- not right off the top of my head, but I I kind of have to say that there are, um some people that <laughs> I have been noticing a lot lately um, just not give any fucks about how their driving is affecting the people around <laughs> them. And it's, it's everyone complains about, you know, people in the left lane are going fast yeah. enough or, you, you know, so on and so forth. But I mean, just like, just not being aware of like people that are trying to get in around and turn. And, and you know, that that's really kind of a very basic judgment to bring up but mm. i feel like it's it's 2018 you know what i mean we just need to get our shit together as far as the roadways our go. rights as americans we're allowed to talk about first world problems yes. yeah oh Absolutely. for sure yeah yeah, yeah definitely at the top yeah of the my car is not comfortable enough the ac <laughs> is not powerful enough yeah. i've always said that yeah. my my heated seats get too hot yeah i rented a car not long ago that had a heating steering wheel but that thing got like scalding iron hot, and it's just like, what is the use of this? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a terrible that first make any sense. That's why the terrorists hate us. I feel like there's yeah. guys sitting in a room at like Cadillac or some kind of company, and they're just like, what kind of shit? Like, should we heat the doorknob? Yeah, what else <laughs> can we make heated? Yeah, totally. No, yeah, definitely judge uh, people driving because you know I just started a I started a new job a couple of weeks ago, and I'm actually on that nine to five gig, so. 
Um, it's it's a lot it's a lot nicer for like work home balance and stuff like that. But you are dealing with a lot more assholes on the road. And the the thing that I want to like add to your point is is the people that. <clears throat> I feel like have no awareness of themselves like around their car. Like, oh, my car is just completely bulletproof. Like if I just merge over into this lane and wreck into somebody, like I'm going to be al- that's, safe and that's alive. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing that mm-hmm. probably bothers me is people that they're just like, fuck it. If I run yeah. into somebody like, and you just like, I see their face and I'm like, yep. It, like you look exactly like the person that would do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I like, oh, like I'm yeah. like, I'm actually a pretty p- patient driver and I, I don't really, I just kind of like, it comes with the territory or whatever, and it's going to happen. Yeah. There's yeah. shitty people out there, and there's, so there's going to be shitty drivers. Absolutely. But I totally feel you in the sense that, like, especially with this kind of weather, people just, there's two, there's the person that drives one mile an hour, and then there's the person that just is like, I got a truck, so I'm going to go yeah. 80. Go, like, yeah, yeah. Go 80 down there, they're just skating on ice. Blowing <laughs> yeah. snow up into the side of your car. and <laughs> Absolutely. And, and to kind of build on what you were saying, um, like, we when when you say that when you see someone do that and you look over and you're like yeah you look like the kind of person like that that transcends race that transcends gender that transcends oh, yeah. all of that it's just like you can just kind of tell when someone's a dick yeah mm-hmm. you know um it, it's it's really like you can't narrow it down to any one person it's just like you look like someone that well would like do in that. my head I go yep that's exactly what I thought you look like <laughs> yeah you, you yep. fucking yeah. asshole yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> but what's a what's a thing that you guys do what's your go to move when like say <laughs> someone cuts in front of you or you yeah so and they're coming up around you say whatever you, you know something happened what's right. your go to mm. it's 2018 I feel like the flipping off thing is it's it's out the it's, way it's, yeah, it's out it's the played way out. yeah everybody's yeah. done that yeah, I do the I do the cry face <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like they'll be like, "What are you doing?" And I just go, "Yeah, I, I like to just uh, get up under them, get them loose, and get them in the wall." All right, Tony Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, my, uh, my, uh, my go-to is really just kind of the, uh, the, just the awkward like stare down. Like I'll just. <laughs> like just let them know that I'm aware yeah. of it. Like I won't even show an emotion. I won't really show them that I'm angry or whether I care or not, but I'll just be like, I'm paying attention. Yeah. Are you like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny when I ride with my girlfriend and people do that kind of stuff stuff. Cause we'll just wait. We wave at them. Yes. Got, <laughs> like got a ha- smile and wave with the happy yes. face. <laughs> yes. Uh, we had this one lady and like, I guess it wasn't our turn at the four way stop, but this is like when I decided that she, we were meant to be together. Yeah. But like, we went and the lady got, well, she like threw her hands up like this and we both with, just at the same time, just like not even looking at each other or anything, just started smiling and waving at her. <laughs> and the lady was, it got so much uh, like satisfaction out of watching this lady be like throwing her hands up and no, shit. It only infuriates them more if you yeah, smile. Yeah, it's and great. Yeah. And then you can always do the like where you set your hand and go like this, like you do a little, <laughs> like the like the sixth grade yeah. Um, yeah. picture day pose. <laughs> That's Just with like one. a mountain in the background. Yeah, like, yeah. That, yeah. that, that kind, dope checkered shirt. Some kind of forestry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. When the weather permits, uh, I ride a motorcycle. And uh, when I first I can started, see, I can see that. Nice, thank you. When I first started uh, riding it, I would carry my gun with me, like I have a concealed carry permit, Jesus. like I would carry it on me. But I've been in so many altercations with just n- crazy drivers. I had to stop carrying my gun on me when I was in the motorcycle because I attempted to shoot someone. Like yeah. they just they don't pay attention to you at all. You know, they just yeah. run you off the road. I've been ran down the grass like internet ramp before. Jesus. Just like somebody doesn't care. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that you bring that up because I actually had a gun drawn on me on 465. Holy uh, shit. About three years ago. I was um, and completely for 
no reason other than I was in the left lane going a little faster than the guy in the middle lane. I was on my way down to a meeting um, in Beach Grove, and I was on 465 morning rush and uh, was just going down, and and I uh, was in the middle lane. Car was going a little slower than I was, so I got over, got around, and uh, about five seconds after I got past him, he... Uh, came and, and this was like a rundown, beat down, like Bonneville, like a like a O three Bonneville, and so this boat comes flying up around me, gets in front of me, um, has no plate, and then uh, like makes me slow down, like brake checks me, and then gets over, and I kind of go back up to my normal speed, and uh, right about that time, I look over, and he has a Uzi. Oh it is, and, and he, he he's like waving it like this. I'm like, I haven't even been aggressive. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So, so so I immediately slow down and get behind him because I'm like, the last thing he's going to be able to do is like try to shoot me behind him. Yeah. And so right about that time, he gets off on uh, 74 West. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, um, I don't know how the fuck I could have prevented. I mean, I'm glad I prevented that, but I don't know how what what I could have done to prevent that. Jesus so Christ. sometimes there are just kooks out on the road, man. Good lord. 100%. And always, when you brought up Grand Theft Auto, like that's it. That's exactly right. Like, Uzi, Bonneville. He was, he was on like, his way to like uh, get was, an achievement. That was yeah. CJ yeah. from <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Vice City, right there. <laughs> so, so we're definitely and judging. <laughs> we're definitely judging people with no self awareness. And uh, Justin, do you have anybody that you want to judge hmm. today? Do I have anybody I want to judge? Um, I think on the on the way up here, Kyle mentioned he had listened to a podcast of your guys' where you judged uh, bad waitresses or, mm-hmm. or what have you. Servers. Uh, servers, yeah. Yeah, the, well, you I judged the guy, and Shane was on, on his side. Yeah, you said you were in a, you're a server, right? Or yeah, but I don't know. Uh, We've talked about this oh, okay, so many okay. times. It was but, the yeah. most recent one, because I was oh. like, the guy couldn't handle the uh, table of the trivia oh, people. Oh, when we were at, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And the tomato guy. <laughs> I just never, had, yeah, never I, forget the tomato guy, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had an incident last night where the server was great at their job. They also wanted to stay at the table and talk to us for the entire tea of the meal. Yeah. So that was just really weird and awkward for everyone. I just want to judge that. Right. I, away. I'm with you because I, I've talked about this before on the podcast too, is it's one of those things where you have to, as a server, as a bartender gauge at the beginning, whether these people are here to talk Yeah. and, or like, they're like, if you walk up and they're like Pepsi, that means they don't want you to fucking talk to <laughs> it's, them. It's once again awareness. It's self awareness. It has to do with even the if the I car walk, thing. If mm-hmm. I if if any of you walk up to anyone and say, "Hey, how's it going?" They're like, "I'm good." You know that that person doesn't really want to talk to you. But if right. they open, the, "Hey, I'm pretty good. I had a good day." Blah. You can kind of gauge. It. But if I mean the thing about groups is there that's, might be one person at the table that's like, "Oh yeah," and then there's like, "I'm usually you. I'm usually right. the guy that's right. like, all right, man." Get the fuck away from my table. I want to yeah. enjoy my food and hang out with my friends. Yeah. And that's coming from another server. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where you got to gauge it. I try not to, like, insert myself into the, the group, you know, thing too the much. group because, dynamic. Because I can even then feel like you, like, feel some eyes from the side. Like, all right, man, like, we get it. Get right. the fuck She's enjoying here. that you're here, but we're not all enjoying that you're here. So, it's one of the, I feel like it's one of those things. Get out of here. That was yeah. the situation, too. It was a group of six people. So, you know, we were we were good. We could talk amongst ourselves. You know, it wasn't like it was just me. But um, we're polite people. I mean, we're friendly sure. people. Yeah, so, we were like, yeah, be- we talked to her for a few minutes. But then it was just, you know. Yeah. And then they want to yeah. tell you their lives. So I, I, Do you feel I, like exactly. they're ignoring the rest of the people that they're serving to? By She's definitely very hanging fed out up with, you? with everything else that was going on. She's like, I'm done with this day. I'm just going to talk to you guys. Yeah. I like, genuinely think that it's like, 
like I don't tell people stuff about me unless they ask. Yeah. I'm not just sitting there like, well, I'm a college student and then <laughs> I just am like, if you ask me a question, I'll, I'll give you the answer and no more than that because I'm not going to sit here and then ruin your meal with like what you don't get really give a shit about my life. So, right. I mean, you're being polite probably. So I'm, I'm with you, dude. Yeah. You got to really be able to gauge, um, it, it goes back to with anything. It goes back to judging the car <clears throat> and the server just know you're aware, like know your surroundings, know, totally. be aware of like what's going on in the world. I think I want to, I want to, I want Ryan to get on here too. So I'm going to move the mic over for him and uh, tell us a judgment that you might have. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to build off of, can you hear me? Uh, nah. Try yours. Mine's not swinging around all the way. All right. I'm going to build off of that. This is the other way around. Um, so I'm a bartender. Um, you'll have that guy that comes in. Like that? There you go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. You'll have that guy that comes in and uh, just wants to shoot the shit with you your whole shift. Yeah. And you're, you know, you got drinks to make, you got other guests at the bar top, and yeah. you don't want to be rude, you know, because you don't want to lose the tip. But, right. You know, also, I'm a nice guy. I don't want to just, you know. So, so, so that's once again goes back to the social awareness that nobody has. Yeah. And clearly, if we all brought those judgments today, there's a lot of people out there. There's probably people listening to this podcast right now. You do not have social awareness. Work on that shit. Seriously. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm being a dick at the same time. Work on your social yeah, don't awareness. Don't tell me your whole life story. <laughs> yeah. I had this guy, it was not too long ago, told me his whole life story. He used to live in Charleston, uh, South Carolina, and then lost his job, couldn't afford to live there, moved back here, and... And told me why he wanted to move to South Carolina. I had a girlfriend there. I'm like, and you cared, right, you yeah, cared yeah. a lot about that yeah. conversation, didn't you? Yeah, I'm like, all right. He's like, have you ever been to Charleston? It's very nice. Like, all right, man, cool. I got to make an old fashioned real quick. So. And also, I feel like any any one guy that sits down at a bar to talk to a bartender probably doesn't have anything he's celebrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, folks, exactly that, right. folks that are out at the bar celebrating with friends yeah. and you know celebrating with the people that are you know, appropriate to celebrate with. But if you're, you know, that one guy at the bar, odds are you've probably got a little bit of an under, you know, kind of downplay story to, <laughs> to, yeah. to so throw around. Something to be down. sad about. Yeah, so, My so wife just I, left me. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> all right, so you, you want a bottle then? I think? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we're part of the problem, though. Like, we all just sat here and said, like, ah, oh, we're, we're nice people, so we're not going to be like, hey, you know. But maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe no one's told these people like, hey, that's, that's extremely true. annoying yeah. to do. Shane does. Yeah, out of here. that's yeah. true. That's true. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you, dude. We're yeah. gonna get another mic for uh, Ryan as well. It's just uh, it's investments, guys. So the more you listen, the more you download. There's a possibility that I can uh, buy more stuff. Um, <clears throat> so that's Judgment Day. What I want to get into is stand up comedy with you guys because sure. I went and watched you do um, an open mic. First of all, th- th- this is part of Judgment Day, but it's it's not really because it's a. I mean, we ended that segment, but uh, fuck open mics, by the way, because because <laughs> you killed it. Um, you and I would say you, I at least that. four or five other people killed it, and the guy that won, <laughs> he was scared and nervous the entire time, but he brought the most people. So, mm-hmm. so, so what I want to say is, I've got a couple points that I want to make, and then I'll I'll ask you. I want to ask you something about it, but um. No, the guy came and he um, brought the most people. My wife and I were talking about it when we left, and my wife was like, he wasn't that funny. And I was like, I, I agree. And I was like, but at the same time, if he's charismatic enough to have enough friends to bring that many people, he's doing something right. It doesn't mean that he's the best comedian. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's the funniest, 
but he's he's got something about him that has motivated 15 to 30 people to come yeah. see this guy. Yeah, but it's not based on. No, what? I I, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that. That's just yeah. the point I'm trying to make is like, you know, that's that's something that, that like, for example, Dane Cook, which is I think he's hilarious. A lot of people hate him. He but he managed to get millions of people to love his stand up act. And and, you know, regular a lot of good comedians were like, oh, Dane Cook sucks and like that kind of stuff. I just think with Dane Cook is like he, he was he's a super funny guy. And he got to the point where he was like super famous. And then a lot of people looked at him as like a sellout or yeah. like someone that's just kind of riding the. But you know. okay, but the but the main point I want to make is I think it's I think it's shitty because the, it's not it doesn't it doesn't allow for example you who did a great job and told a great great story that made me laugh my ass off to not be able to move on or whatever it I don't know how it works but um, move on because you know you didn't have thirty people to yell when sure. they told us to clap because it was yeah. basically the open mic was clap and yell yeah. for for who you want to move on or whatever. So Yeah. I think yeah, yeah um I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't there but uh Kyle and I talked about it and you know we've both done things like that before. Uh Kyle and I also have both been in, in bands for a while and you yeah. get that same thing with any kind of music like competition. It's yeah. always audience driven like you Battle bring the, the most people applause, whatever. Um it does suck I, I think it's necessary though, and and here's why is because um, you know that guy brought 15 paying people into yeah, the door, which exactly. allows allows Morty's to stay open, <laughs> exactly. and that guy is going to be weeded out at the next level anyway. Right. You know the next the next competition. I don't know what they have like uh, like you know don't they have like yeah a, I, it's it's like a weekly qualifying round. I think they had like eight qualifying rounds, and then those eight winners of those evenings will go to the semifinals. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the semifinal he'd be weeded out in that stage anyway. Um, but I think for people like Kyle, um, you know, it's kind of necessary that you figure out how to not only be funny and kill in that room, but also figure out how to bring 15, 20 people yeah, and right. beat that guy next time, you know? Right. And I mean, it's just doing it and you know, sure. getting more and more followers and yeah, absolutely. it does suck that that happens, but. And then maybe even like having the awareness that that's going to be the case yeah, exactly. yeah. and that like, yeah, give that guy his five seconds of, wow, I'm great. Yeah. And he feels good about himself and, and, he, and he gave him some like, you know, like where all like he's he's there and he's doing it that kind of thing great for him but he, like you said eventually he will get weeded out exactly and that's like what i want to say is i was i was at the show the kid was super <laughs> nervous because cuz like i'm one of those people that like i'm i'm a huge fan of comedy if i see somebody that's not even that good i can usually like figure like i can see like uh maybe they they what have they really were, good material what they were trying to say and like that that's funny but like they just don't deliver it well sure um and i think that that's one of the things that that guy had issues with cuz like the stuff he was talking about was pretty funny but um <clears throat> but i want to hear from you and you um justin uh Kyle and justin like how like is it uncountable how many times you guys have been on stage or is there like do you guys know how many times you've been up there well, I mean, it's uh, I, I can't give you an exact number. Yeah. Um, I could probably narrow it down to like maybe a number of times per week. Yeah. Um, would probably be a more accurate, um, you know, kind of judgment there. But getting back to that to, to that open mic, th- there were a couple things I wanted to touch on in that. One is, um, with that being the kind of basis of that competition, being the most, um, you know, wh- whoever gets the most audience applause. Yeah. Um, I. I understand that it, I, I feel like, you know, bringing 15 people is almost like a cheat code, right. you know, it's, it, 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 it's almost like a cheat code in a video game to where it's like, um, you know, that that's, you, you could have a mediocre performance 
and have 15 people and, right. and move on. Whereas, you know, um, I was so grateful for, for you guys coming out because I was able to get the extra two minutes, mm-hmm. um, which was a little bit invaluable to me because I was able to not only work to tell a couple of jokes, which I was really happy with, um, new jokes, but also be able to tell a story and kind of really round out a nice set. Right. And that was a huge takeaway from it for me. Um, and also, I get a lot of value as someone who books comedy shows um, as well as performs. Um, that's almost like a scouting night for me. Mm. I, you know, I, I love trying to find um, open micers and get them into a new market because Indianapolis does have a ton of funny people. Yeah. There's some really uh, uh, great spots in Indy to do comedy, but. Um, you know, there's also a lot of comics that don't necessarily get, get room to go up there. So, so being able to go in there and, and meet new people, um, and meet some, you know, big folks, um, got to meet Miss Pat and she's the, fucking awesome. the, 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 the best part of the night for me, I, I could have cared less if I won. She, you know, she said, Hey man, you're really funny. And I'm like, heck yeah. If Miss, <laughs> Miss Pat's willing to throw that right. at me, I, I, I have one today, right. if you, <laughs> um, but my biggest thing about that is, there are rules mm-hmm. to that. One of them is um, you don't go over your time. Which right. there was like three Which, people that. Well, and he was one of them. The, yeah. the, the guy who won was one of them. And, and you know, I feel like if you violate one of the rules. It should be like a disqualification. It, sh- it should be a disqualification. Right. You know, he, he, he also dropped the cord out of his mic in yeah, the middle like, of the set. Yeah, I thought that was like part of the part of the joke. <laughs> and it, it very well might have been, like, but it, it just, you know. I was like, that, that killed everything. Yeah, well, and, and the fact that they had to come over the, the monitors, you could hear the monitors. They came through the monitors and told him, you know, hold the mic closer to your mouth. Yeah. Plug it in, you know, put, here's how you plug the mic back in. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? I, I just feel like. It that, made me think that, that even the person running the show was like involved with him as well. Well, and I, I, I don't, I, I'm not necessarily sure that was the case, but, um, but you know, I, I, I do get why, um, you know, um, the club ran it that way because it is more, more bodies in the door and it is more, you know, the more money they make, the more they can bring in good talent. And they really right. do. Morty's really brings in some of the best talent in the city. They do. Um, and it's a wonderful club, wonderful people. And I, I completely understand why they do that. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, if, if there are going to be rules to it, then you know what I mean? There, there needs to be some type of, you know, um, I, I guess not, not really reprimand, but, but there should be some type of, yeah. you know, yeah. um, so something that happens if you do break the rule. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I really feel like, um, I, I get more value out of it, even if I don't move on. But also if I know I, I brought the, you know, minimum five people to get a six minute spot, and you know, I make it to the last like three or four, which which I did which you this did, evening. Yeah. Um, you know, w- with everyone else that was there to see the other comics, you right. know what I mean. That that gives me a boost of confidence that there are people that I didn't bring that still gave me some approval. So right. the, the, there's a few positives to take away from it, and that's that's really the biggest experience I get out of it more than just you know winning that night's competition and, and, and moving on um, is just getting in front of people who know that I'm going to follow my time, who know I'm going to, um, you know, tell funny jokes and know that, you know, people are going to respond well. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Kyle does a little bit more stand up than I do. Um, I could probably count if I really tried the, <laughs> the number of times. Um, but I think that's what it's all about. I mean, if you're going to try and do it, you definitely need to go to as many as you can absolutely getting to know people in the scene is really the only way to do it Um, for sure yeah i mean you're probably never gonna 
sign up for your your first open mic and then just kill it from there. You know? Yeah, right. um, absolutely. And the audience, the the change of audience, ch- ch- totally changes everything. Uh, the show that Kyle runs in Anderson is is a, a great show, especially if you're maybe a little new to the scene. It's kind of like I don't know, middle aged bored people that are like, oh, there's something fun to do in town. Let's go yeah. check this out. Extremely receptive audience. Yeah. Um, easy to make laugh. You know, um, I always say that I'm a great like audience member because I laugh at everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm a, I'm like, I mean, I once again I go back to the thing where I even if it's not delivered well. If I think that the, the, the joke is funny, right. I'm laughing because I'm some, like, Oh, <laughs> there's some people. It. Yeah. My girlfriend's the same way. It's almost embarrassing. I'm just like, okay, you need to, <laughs> you need to laugh a little bit less. It was not that funny. Like, um, but yeah, definitely good to have it at a comedy club. So that's yeah. Yeah. Get and out I, there and do it. I loved miss Pat. And then a couple of the other people that came up because they, they were not bullshitting about the fact that they were like, I'm just workshopping these jokes. Right. Yeah. I'm going to save this if it goes well. If it doesn't go well, we're we're deleting that from the repertoire. It's one of the best parts about open mics oh, yeah. is, you know, the open, the open, um, you know, kind of kind of growth that is happening. You know, when you go pay, uh, which is why I wanted to do showcases separate from our open mic. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're paying a cover charge to go see comedians. Um, you know, you, you deserve a, a somewhat polished product, you yeah. know, c- kind of the best they have to offer. Whereas if you're not paying anything to come see, um, an open mic, you know, you're going to catch some folks that are, um, you know, probably either new and working out some jokes that they've not told very many times or they're, you know, seasoned and not doing their best stuff. Right. And, um, you know, those moments where new jokes land and they're like, all right, I'm going to keep that one. Or when they don't land, they're like, all right, don't ever tell that joke again. Yep, <laughs> you right. know, yep. I, it just, it just kind of gets you in, in on the process. And I apologize, Shane, that you weren't at the show and I'm like, keep talking about stuff from the show, but Todd McComas, I love, yes. I love the Barstool Heartland podcast. Like yep. I, I'm a fan of it, even though <clears throat> I feel like they won't ever respond to me when I like, <laughs> I, I message them on like they'll they'll respond on Twitter until I like ask them to do anything with this podcast. But um, I understand it. Like you know, they, there's if there's competition, you just don't even want to talk to them. And it's not that this is competition because we're not a big podcast. Yeah. But that all aside. Todd McComas, though, went up, and I was curious because if you saw Miss Pat and you saw the other people there, they were testing out new stuff. Todd's was, like, very, like, um, polished stuff that he's done before quite a few times. So, I mean, I've heard it on the podcast. I've heard it, like, when I've seen him in stand-up on other venues. Um, So how do you feel about that? Like, is, is he and Bowers there to kind of, like, prime the audience, or are they, like... Are they just kind of working out or something like that? I I feel like um, well, t- Todd's been co-headlining a few shows with Jeff Vibbert, um over the last you know couple of months. So yep. I feel like he may be you know with it being a midweek um, and maybe another week and a half towards the show, he just may be up there trying to you know um, get get more feel. And that's you know? how that's how I felt because I felt like it's almost like lifting weights, like he was just mm-hmm. getting reps. Like sure, he was totally. Up. Absolutely. I feel and, like all the different comedians are always in a different place in their like where they're trying to do with their bits and stuff. Sure. Just from what I know from listening to like a like Joe Rogan and, yeah. and mm-hmm. Brian Callen and yeah. all these different uh, Tom Segura, they all are either they're all at different places and they're like some of them are getting ready. To, I'm not saying yeah, getting ready to do a special, so they're like yeah. really well, polishing sure. out what's in the special, the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that are at the bottom end of that where they're trying to like create the stuff that's going to be in the special that from a year from now or two yeah. years from now. Absolutely. So everyone's at a different point in their like comedic journey and i feel like so you got people that are just kind of like 
I know, like, I've heard stories of, like, Chris Rock goes to, uh, like, the Ice House or something mm-hmm. like that, and, like, we'll just try some stuff just right. to see if it works, because that's where he's at and is, you know, trying yeah, to make Chris, a bit. Yeah, he can do that. He yeah. can do that, and it's probably still fucking hilarious. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. And and I definitely think that's what, what Todd was doing, and, um, and Bowers as well. The, those seem like two very, like, their timing and transition and their punches it's so um, good. were, I mean, were very it. were very well honed. So I, I don't know that they were really working on, on any new stuff. But at the same time, I feel like... Um, I, I feel like that was also the venue saying, hey, guys, you yeah. you paid your cover charge. Right. You're getting a meal, a couple drinks. You have your two-item minimum. We're not just going to throw, you know, a dozen open micers Brand at you yeah. and, you know, tell you, hey, you saw a good show. They right. always, you know? Yeah, they always throw some people in who they sure. know are going to. So the least the crowd's going to laugh at someone. Yeah, and and um, um, Todd and, and Bowers, they did uh, some awesome sets. Um, and also, uh, if the Heartland guys happen to be listening, I want to do a Heartland comedy show at the Paramount Theater in Anderson. Yeah. I promise just, they just, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Um, but Because uh, they tweeted back and forth with me on every other subject except for doing the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they just have like a rule they don't. Yeah, yeah it's possible. possible. It's very, very possible yeah, with very Barstool possible. Sports, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like those are really just kind of audience value. And also, I feel like those folks um, work for the club. And right. I feel like they just kind of, if the club says, hey, we got they an open you, mic, yeah. we need you to come in and do 10 minutes or we need you to come in and do 15 minutes or whatever, um, that they probably, you know, don't always have, you know, the, the ability to say no thanks. Yeah, yeah. The, I guess the other side of that coin is uh, just a comics dilemma in general. If you're going to do an open mic, you should be trying out new material and just getting, you know, the best stuff you can, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. But if you go to one and it's packed, and there's a bunch of people there, and you want to do well, yeah. you might just slide back into your old faithful, you know. Yeah, so. because I I do know that there's like comedians that like they they're bread and butter. They do it all the time, and they never come up with so new much, material. Yeah. And like I've even seen um, like comedians do the same thing a year later after I've already oh, yeah. seen them and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So it's like that's a little frustrating. I mean, I'd almost rather you try new stuff that's not going to be as funny than hear stuff that I've already sure. heard. I mean, Kyle and I regularly talk to guys who are doing it for a living and, you know, they're working on the same 40 minutes for five years. You know, it's just yeah. like, that's, that's a lot of time to put into in, in all <laughs> Well, the, maybe it's not working. I mean, it's, they, you know, they're, they're doing it, I guess, you know, yeah. and, but in on the, on like what you were talking about where you hear people that are, are working on this huge, project a new hour or a new special or whatever um and then some people are, are building the next one um we actually uh, our headliner at our showcase friday night was a gentleman from pittsburgh named uh, shannon norman who is hilarious um check him out at shambones um with a z um on social media and he uh just recorded a 45 almost 50 minute cd um, in which when he was done with it and he was done recording that CD, tossed all the material. Wow. And and he kind of has a joke where he's like, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do up here. I just spent eight years building the last 40 minutes and I just yeah. threw it all away. <laughs> so let's see where this goes. And, yeah. and, and he still did a great half hour. And, uh, um, you know, to, so, but on the same side, we've had other headliners come through and say, hey, I don't know that my stuff has reached that large of an audience. I have no problem 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're in Anderson, Indiana, odds are, unless yeah. you're real, real big, they've not heard your stuff before. Right. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Enjoy it if it's polished. So yeah, and and so yeah, they'll still do some of those old jokes from like a, a their first CD if they're maybe they're on their right. second or third, yeah. just because they understand that they're not that big that people you know know like, all their stuff. It's almost like a situational thing. You have to kind of figure it out before you go in and come up with a game plan. 100%. Like if you you know if you're going in there and. You just want to do well, and you're like you said, you're in, a, in front of a big audience. You obviously want to bring your A game and bring mm-hmm. the stuff that's going to be funny, especially if people haven't heard it. Absolutely. Um, and then once, like even and then once you get bigger and stuff, then you'd have to worry about who's heard what and stuff. But I feel like yeah. until then, I mean, you're good 40, 50 minutes or whatever. I'm yeah. I'm just saying this all just from stuff I've heard from sure, podcasts, sure. and I have absolutely no experience. And I'd like to change that. I'd like to first come and see you guys because yeah. I wasn't able yeah. to make it the other night. Yeah. And then two, Anderson's I think, not that far. No, no especially for me. I actually live closer to Anderson right. than he does. And then um, I definitely like to get up there eventually and do some stuff. I do too. You like, definitely yeah. should. Uh, yeah, BJ, BJ from the Smugcast told me because um, I texted him right after we were done watching the stand up, the uh, open mic. I was like, dude, I kind of want to try to do that just because, like, we did a live show. <clears throat> I was super nervous, and I feel like I sucked really bad at it. But the the experience I got from it was so intense that like I was like I want to do that again. Yeah, and I feel like stand up would be like ten times that amount of that experience. That was my favorite thing about that experience. The live show was like it gave me a entrance to like being on stage and and telling jokes because it was easier for us because we had it was like the, the like we had videos. Mm. So we were basically making fun of the videos that were just being shown. Sure. So a lot of it was filled time with just showing the video. Gotcha. And then you were able to just throw whatever out there. And that was like a really good entryway into like telling, just telling jokes on stage in general. Yeah. So I did have um, a question that I wanted to ask you guys because this podcast has been built on. I'm just throwing it out there <clears throat> and I'm starting with the very basics. It's not good. I know I'm going to get better. When it comes to like if you guys were to record like a special or record a CD or something like that, would you guys be more inclined to make sure that it is as perfect as possible before you released it? Or would you go like on along the like same lines as like what what I've always had as an idea of like putting media out there is I'm just going to put it out there. Then 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 I'm going to figure out like what I did wrong and do it better the next time. It's actually an interesting question. We we posed the exact same question to our headliner and co-headliner on, on our latest podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we get that published, you, I, I certainly encourage you to go hear their take on it. Um, but and, and that is what what was that podcast again? The After Showcase podcast. Right, cool. Yeah. yeah. See how see how I did that there. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I I feel like um, if. I, I, I'm going to come at this from a music point of view because I, I um, played in a band for uh, six and a half years. Um, semi-professionally, we did three albums, um, two studio recorded, one live. And unlike you know, unlike comedy, once you put you you put out the album and then you play those songs again, even after the album is out. Whereas with comedy. Normally you put that album out and then you're doing new stuff. It's kind of the normal way to approach that. Now, not everyone does like we just spoke about, but I feel like once I, I, and this is going to kind of agree with what Shannon said the other night, which is like, I feel like once you've put it on record, once you've put it out, once it's out there, it's kind of, that's it. It's, it's in its best form. You're the most comfortable with it. 
that's the product. And mm-hmm. then it's just, you know, going from there. Um, now, if, if somewhere down the line, maybe that album doesn't do well and you know how to punch up this, almost make it a new bit, then I, I'm sure you could reapproach it. But I feel like once it's on record, it's in its best form. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would say to a certain point, obviously, if it's real, real bad quality wise, um, you don't want to put it out. Right. And, you know, coming from uh, an audio engineering background, I definitely am very uh, stingy with my quality. I'm always, you know, wanting it to be the best it can be or or be better. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, like Kyle said, it's kind of different with comedy. Uh, Once you put it out there, it's a gray area of how much you're going to do that anymore. Right. Um, So I I would say like. From a media standpoint, yeah, put out as much as you can. I mean, con- you know, more content, more possible views. I, I and, and that leads me to the fact that, like, I've been doing this podcast and Shane joined this year. But, you know, I've been doing this podcast for like three years and I actually joined last year. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I've been doing it for three years. And, um, you know, my my first thing that I wanted was I wanted interaction. I wanted people to be a part of the podcast because you know, you don't, you don't, it's, it's not worth it if you're not getting any kind of feedback from it. And it's, it's finally turning, like turning that corner. Like now people are joining. We've got Ryan here helping us with stuff like that would have not happened in the very beginning. Cause the very beginning was me in a microphone and just talking into it in a microphone and trying to figure out, trying to figure out what this was all about. And, um, I just want to, I just want to share a couple of people that have written reviews on the uh, Apple Podcast. There you go. Um, Bumwine Bob wrote, The Juice is Loose, a must listen. Cheers. And I think that Bumwine Bob would actually like the fact that I'm drinking the natural light because his go. his podcast is all about like Bumwine. So Ooh, like MD, MD nice. 2020, yeah. um, Night Train, things like yeah. that. Uh, he's had a lot of good guests on there. I've been a part of it uh, before. It's just a good time. It's a fun. It's a fun podcast. And then um, D Roller, if you're looking for a fun weekly podcast, this is a great one to listen to. Juice and Chain do a tremendous job of having fun while talking about interesting topics. Killer show! Exclamation point. So good job, Shane, for bringing those killer topics. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. There you go. Yeah. No, I just think, it, it, like I said, it takes. Like I just actually also had a um, Facebook message today from another person that does a podcast, and he's like. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to get get traction and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for three years and I can give you some tips, but I'm still not where I want to be with it. Sure. So it's not an easy thing. Yeah. Um, what I what I do think for you guys is positive is you do have a specific genre. Like, I mean, with the with the showcase, the comedians, that kind of thing, that's a good thing because people are going to go to that right away. Whereas I <clears throat> have random people on all the time people that are from different walks of life. Um, and it's just, it's, it's interesting for me and it's more for me than it is, I guess, for the audience, even though I want the audience. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. that makes sense. I mean, Kyle and I have been involved in some of those kind of just general discussion podcasts and yeah, they're always fun, but it is definitely harder to keep it interesting. You and know? and it's, it's just hard to get people like yeah. to actually absolutely. like even your family and friends, it's hard right. to get them to like support the thing that you're doing. And I can imagine you guys know that from just even stand up comedy right there. Definitely. Because like, um, what's what what has it taken to get people to support your thing? That is like that's friends and family. Because for me, like, I that's one of the the things that I told this person that is uh, doing their own podcast. I was like, 
don't hesitate to bother the shit out of your friends and family to share your thing because that starts the ball rolling into strangers sharing and liking and enjoying your your media that you're putting out there. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we... My wife doesn't even listen. That's why I can say that I got a new computer. Neither does I hope, mine. I hope, yeah. that she, uh, <laughs> hope that she doesn't decide this time to listen. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're pretty lucky. I mean, we've got a really close group of core friends that um, all do art in one form or another, whether it be musical, comedic, visual, mm-hmm. um, audio, um, what have you. And everyone really supports one another pretty well. Nice. Um, in fact, um, when I was kind of toying with the idea of, a start, of starting an open mic in Anderson, it was, you know, Justin and the, and the rest of our friends, um, shout out to the Gormans and everybody mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. there at the Gorman compound. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, We're going to go back to the compound thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, absolutely. We, we should. Um, but, uh, you know, whenever I was toying around with it, first thing everyone said was do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. What's stopping you? What's stopping you? And I was like, all right, sweet, God, I need better friends. <laughs> and family. I think, I think even when on? you when you even pitched it, you were just like, oh, I don't know if people will go up. I don't know if people show up. And I think Grant and I are both like, we'll go up. Let's yeah, do well, it. yeah, so, yeah, we'll fuck, do it be, yeah. because it, it actually kind of came out of our conversations of you know when can we all get off work in time mm-hmm. to go down to Indy and and you know hit a mic somewhere and and we were all trying to figure out how to you know how do we get on a mic how do we sign up um, so on and so forth and you know we we've kind of worked that all out now but in the beginning you know that's really what it was is we all shared a common interest and we you know how can we do this how can we help ourselves right yeah. and so you know um having a having an 8 to 5 and and having my evenings free has given me the ability to uh you know kind of run with really this sort of thing yeah, yeah and uh and you it, know yeah it, it is not it is really lucky uh I still go back to what I said before though like if you're really trying to do it you got to get outside of that too you know yeah. right? and cuz Kyle and I have been you know to the other open mics downtown and stuff definitely a different crowd um right. it's definitely harder to get uh, Anderson friends all the way downtown. Yeah, sure, that's a little Absolutely. bit of a jaunt. So Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So, so, <clears throat> where, where do you guys want to? Where do you want to be in? I know this is like an interview question from like mm-hmm. a job, but where do you want to be in like a few years? What's what's the goal? What's the end goal? And uh, I've asked this to like every artist that's ever been on the podcast um hopefully uh continuing uh to enjoy life is is good i'm doing that right now so i want to still be doing that in five years or what have you um yeah i would love to go farther with all this stuff i'm 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 kind of the person where uh if an opportunity is posed to me i'll pretty much take it just to see how that pans out um i don't know i'm self-employed right now i'd like to stay that way right uh, that's probably my biggest goal i would say hell yeah is uh yeah keep the dream alive i I mean, as far as where I want to be in five years, I feel like, you know, my answer to that question could change tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, but and, and that's why, like, I didn't want to put a specific, like, five well, sure, years. Sure, like, sure, I, just, yeah, I just wanted to be like, what's what's the dream? What are you yeah. going for? I, I just want to remain passionate. Right. Um, and I, I don't mean to sound too meta or too, like, you know, woo-woo about it. But, <laughs> um, but no, I I, 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 as long as I have, as long as I can maintain the passion to do it and I still enjoy it, then I'll, I'll be happy with it. Um, and that's, you know, kind of where my, my root has, has come with this. It's the reason why I, you know, put out a random Craigslist ad in 2011 about wanting to potentially start a band that, right. that turned into, 
you know, a bluegrass band that I was lucky enough to play a bunch of shows with over the course of the next what's, six and a half. What's the band? Do you guys still do that? Um, I, I'm no longer with the band. Yeah. I left the band in October, but the guys are still playing. Big nice. shout out to the Stampede String Band. Those are my, yeah. my yeah, brothers. Great band. For, you guys check it out. It's awesome I should have definitely yeah. dove into this. I apologize. Yeah. No, I no, it's it, it's all good. Um, uh, the Stampede String Band are some some of the best pickers. Mm-hmm. Um and uh in the in the indie area um and beyond um and uh fantastic songwriters um the best dudes ever um and um i spent six and a half years was a co-founding member of that band and uh we did some pretty fun things and, and that all came from a craigslist ad right and so um i was like you know what the one small push in the right direction can can really mean a whole lot of wonderful experiences and so as long as i can keep staying passionate about making those moves and, and not shutting any doors when they open and making sure i know what's in them before i shut them um uh, <laughs> then yep. uh um you know I, I think I'll be in a good spot. Right. Yeah, passion is important. Uh, I definitely uh, am trying to take it a little further. I am trying to, you know, get paid for, for that passion. So. Hell yeah. yeah. That's Absolutely. What, that's been, yeah. That's hey. what I, I told the guy that uh, messaged me about the, the podcasting stuff. I was like, you know, stay in touch with me because, you know, I want to build this to something that eventually will, like, not – I don't have to work the 8 to 5. I can work the job that I want to do, which is yeah. be in media, be on, you know – anything any, on the radio on tv actually or just do the thing that i'm doing and get paid for it you yeah, know and do absolutely. it and do it more consistently do it monday through friday kind of thing or monday through saturday yeah absolutely. um the, the before we go real quick i want to um <clears throat> ask you guys a couple of questions um these are some like you know current event topics news things like that i don't have a drop for the news so kevo if you're listening go ahead and uh, make one of those for me so so that we have a segment but um before we dive into this go ahead. um i want to just let you guys know on your last episode you guys um were kind of talking about a trivia that you thought was maybe a little yeah l- l- little uh too, little much. too difficult we actually host a trivia at we the do, kettle yeah. top brew house as well yeah. mm-hmm. um on tuesdays so if you're ever not able to come out to the comedy open mic yeah you're more than welcome to come to the trivia as well For sure. so we do taco tuesdays and trivia is, is he is he extremely difficult to uh answer the questions <laughs> that's, no. that was the fucking problem with yeah that no guy. i i don't think so i think when i listened to that, i was like i think they would probably nail ours pretty well it'll be all right it's not yeah. too easy but it's yeah. playable <laughs> it, it, it's challenging but, yeah. but a lot of people we always seem to have pretty close we scores. always have good games yeah good. so yeah yeah. yeah so i've i've thrown that out there definitely <laughs> definitely should do that because i, I mean in. we'll, we'll make go. a trip up there it's not that far and being close to 465 here i'm you know a hop skip and a jump from anywhere yeah you guys should come down we'll do a podcast at my at my studio that's what i yeah, do want to do that i want to do that as soon as possible yeah um <clears throat> the first thing uh this went viral on twitter uh the most rewatchable movie of all time I'm going to just go ahead and start real quick. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. I can watch that. I can watch that no matter where I see it, what point I pick it up. If it's on cable, I'm going to watch that movie from start to or from the point I see it to the end. So, Uh, and and that's okay. So while you guys think, I want to say what I what I feel about this is everybody started like sounding off in the comments. They start listing classics like you know Goodfellas and things like that. what is it? Um, Scarface, like other, and then I, I, I'm I'm bad with thinking off the top of my head on this right now, but like classic movies, which mm. I don't think are necessarily 
the most rewatchable. I because, totally agree. Because they're, they're, they're a classic <clears throat> film. That doesn't mean that I can flip through the channels and see that and be like, oh, I'm going to stop and watch the rest of this. Totally agree. I think if I had to answer that question, it would be uh, definitely a comedy. Probably something like, I don't know, like Dumb and Dumber. Something that's just like that's so light one. and watchable. Like, that's a good one. I think probably, and this is, you guys may not even know this movie, but um, something that I've watched so many times and it has so many good little one-liners in it, Saving Silverman. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Saving Silverman is a great <laughs> one, yeah. Totally. I've yeah. seen that like fifty times probably. So I've got Talladega Nights, you've got uh Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. How about you over there? Um my initial thought was one of those kind of classics. Right. Um and, and and um it's only because it's like on I'm pretty sure it can it's contractually obligated to be on TNT at least twice <laughs> a weekend, and that's Forrest Gump. Okay. Okay, so that's a classic. Yes, yes, it, it, yeah, you can absolutely. It's, that's definitely a rewatchable. Yeah. But you gotta um, have some time on your hands. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Which is why I usually kind of catch it in the middle. Yeah. It's like I'm pretty tired now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hat boxes and guitar boxes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> See, like that's just one of those movies I could quote. Totally. Um, but no, I, I think I would probably have to say anything. Um, Judd Apatow. Yep. Um, specifically, I love you, man. Yeah. Is, oh, that's is another one that comes yeah. into my head. I feel like and Judd Apatow has some real stinkers though, too. Sure. Oh, that, that's true. Sure. That's true. That's true. Like, like anything with Adam Sandler in it and sure. Judd yeah. Apatow. Yeah, they can't all be winners. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's <laughs> true. I, I totally agree, but I forget the one that he had where he was like something with friends in it or something. I don't know, but uh, he was is when he was dying. Oh, funny people. Yeah, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was some. It's where I go back to the fact that like I can appreciate stuff because there was some very funny moments. And can we? That. Yeah, it was funny. But can we just not have a Judd Apatow movie where his it's wife's like in four it? and a half? Hours. Yeah, yeah. His wife and his kids. That's yeah, like yeah. that's totally. like um, what's his name? Johnny Depp and and uh, yeah, his wife or the lady that is uh, no Tim Burton's wife. Tim right? Burton's Tim wife. Burton's wife. <laughs> I heard a funny joke that was like we should have a movie where Johnny De- Johnny Depp plays Tim Burton's wife. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> he can be yeah. anybody. Or Tim Burton's wife plays Johnny Depp, or something like that. Yeah, that one that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think mine's gonna have to be I Love You Man on that one. That's just that a, such a funny a movie. I would like, have to agree. Later, Jobin. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's Jobin, a that's a yeah. fucking <laughs> fart right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little small. Yeah, it Slap totally it smells like fart. Yeah. Slap it in base. yeah, it's just great. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, right. And the line of Rama from that movie is just insane. Yeah. All right, Shane. What is your most oh, rewatchable film? I already told you, but. Um, what I said is, Saving Silverman, uh, all right. but also, um, <laughs> that sounds that good. well, fuck off. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to say it. And then you're like, that movie yeah. sucks. So no, <laughs> I didn't, know I didn't say it sucked. What said, was yours? What was yours? Talladega Nights. Yeah, that movie fucking sucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> see how, that's, that's literally see how the easy, best, see how, the best see how comedy easy that was? I think of all time. Yeah, but it's easy. Like, like, leading segments sucks. here. Judgment day. Yeah, there you go. No, we do like to fight a little bit. He just was like, "What was? It? Oh yeah, that sucks." <laughs> yeah. Um, now I forgot the fucking movie. Sorry, I shit. I shat on your point. No, but yet I love you, man's really good. But it, oh, um, um, what's the one with the same dude that is in "I Love You, Man"? But the tall dude, Jason Segel. Yeah. Um, where he? I forget. Jamal, Jamal forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is a great a one. Good I was going to mention that one as well. That's yes. another really good one. Yeah, <clears throat> that never gets old. So. I think Ryan should uh, be joined in this conversation. Okay. <laughs> I think you knew that is my your mic wouldn't reach. Like, oh, it won't go over there. And a, a quick tidbit here: now. you you mentioned Jason Siegel. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't mean to promote another podcast on a different podcast, but when you get done listening to Juice in the Morning ah, and you don't have another uh, and you don't have another episode um, to listen to, you should go check out um, Do You Know Who Jason Siegel Is? Which is a podcast by comedians Brendan Walsh and Nick Thune where they call around to different states. They they feature a different state in every episode and they call different businesses and kind of prank call and mess with them. That was but, an idea that Shane had that we didn't fully flesh out. It, well, it, but, but what's funny is in the middle of each call, they ask, do you know who Jason Siegel is? Yeah. Just randomly out of nowhere, and they either do or they don't. Yeah. And if they do, they give him credit. And if not, they're just like, all right, we're just going to keep going. But you mentioned Jason Siegel, and they just remind me of that. That's awesome. All right, so most watchable movie. Re, uh, re-watchable movie. Rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is some that'll be like on AMC randomly or like CMT. Mo Brother, Where Art Thou? Nice. Okay. That yep. one is... I can't do it. I, can I can't reach over. Yep, I can. Turn uh, it that, way. that way. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can. That, that's another Very one portable. of those movies. Um, in fact, one of the funniest jokes from playing bluegrass for so many years was people come up to you and say, "Hey, man, can you can you play Old Brother? Where art thou?" I'm yeah. like, um, "I don't have that's a DVD a player." Yeah, that's a movie. Yeah, so. that's the name you know of the movie. Sorry, Bob boy. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll play it if you guys <laughs> yeah. know the name of the song. That's a fictional band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know any Soggy Bottom Boys because they're not real. That's not actually George <laughs> yeah. Clooney singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, for the longest time I told everybody that I watched that movie with me and i didn't know this at all and i was like oh yeah that's definitely george clooney singing yeah like, you guys come on like right. look at him it's his it's mouth's moving him. perfectly yeah. in time yeah, the on. song yeah and th- that's another one of those movies that i could just quote all day mm-hmm. yeah, i'm the dame patter familius look at are you in oft so what's your what's your favorite part of that film Oh man! I like when he boxes the guy and gets his ass beat. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I really like the, uh, I like the scene where they're eating. They go to hide out as one of the guy's brothers or whatever, mm. and he's they're eating the meat and he's like, yeah, I just slaughtered this horse last Tuesday. <laughs> 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 Figured it was fixing to turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you dang hog wallop. Yeah. All right. So so the the last thing that I wanted to. To ask everybody, was uh, ever tried to poop so hard that you popped your back? Because that happened to me just the other day. Ooh. So, uh, so I was sitting in there hanging out. This has never happened to me. Scared the shit out of me, literally. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I was sitting there trying to poop, and I was having a little bit of uh, an issue, and I was squeezing real hard, and my back popped. And I thought for a moment that I wasn't going to be able to stand up off the toilet. So I was I was curious if anybody else has had this situation happen. Mm, no, I've got one of those things. <clears throat> I don't know what they're called, but it's Squatty like a potty. Yeah, 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 like a little footstool thing. That solve all your problems. That's Best wedding need. present we got. Yeah, it's man. like nineteen bucks. Yeah, you need to get I that. I need for one of those. Yeah, you do. That Are you thing, kidding me? Life changing. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it, it's it's insane how like easily that science is corrected. <laughs> like, Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. The Our toilets are built for, sure. for comfort, not That's for practicality. Yeah. I need the squatty potty. Yeah. yeah. What is it? <laughs> it? It's a um, just like a little it, stool, like an angled stool that you can put your feet on, so it oh, puts your body into like a squatted position. So you're because you're actually supposed to poop that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you uh, um, yeah you just sit down on, on the toilet like normal, and then you slide this thing out, and you put your feet on it. And uh, lifts your knees up just a little bit and uh, just really helps move the old train through the station. Yeah. For would, metaphors. Yes. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. All right. So the uh, before we get out of here, do you guys remember your very first joke that you put together? 
I know that's like a cliche. Like I'm sure oh, everybody man. asks this on a podcast, but oh, geez. Um, I feel like the first original joke I can remember. Do, do you have yours? Uh, yeah. Um, if it's a ser- like a serious one that I was serious about working the premise out, yeah. then yes, I do. Um, it's a joke I still do to this day every once in a while. If you guys come out and see me, I might bring it out. Um, it is a joke about uh, going through the process of being a born-again Christian, mm-hmm. but quitting like right away, so now you're an aborted Christian. <laughs> Just being like, no, <laughs> fuck this, not for me. You know? um, yeah, there's a I whole do, story that like goes along that. with it. So yeah, that was probably the first one I really worked on. I was like, ooh, that could be funny. Yeah, I, I think the first, like, um, and, and I've kind of re, I wrote it, forgot about it, and then tried to, like, bring it back to life, um, and it, it was so stupid. Uh, it was, as far as Morrison's go, I appreciate Jim more than Van based on seating capacity alone. Um, <laughs> I do remember when you brought yeah, that one up to me. Yeah, I found that in one of my first joke books on, like, the first or second page, and I was like, this is so stupid, it might actually just be one of those <laughs> yeah. one-liners to, like, transition from premise to premise. Absolutely. Um, do you guys but, ever have uh, a problem with... Um, like this is what I always thought my problem would be is like not like taking other people's material but not doing it purposely. Oh, one hundred percent. It's a constant worry in my mind. Because like, I listen it's to so happen. Yeah. I listen to so much like media and like uh podcasts and I think of something funny and then I'll be like, Oh, I'll think of it again later and I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, I didn't think of that. For me, you know? if I even am wondering, like, wait, did I did I come up? Is that something I've heard before? I'm just like, already don't do it. Because That's going to be frustrating. Well, I know I tried it one time. There was one time where I was like, man, I knew I heard this from someone else, but I was like, it's so obscure. No one will understand where I got this from. Yeah. It'll be fine. And literally the next comment came up and it was like, uh, yeah, that was on a this type of thing. Where they also this. And I was like, oh, oh, you out? got me. Yeah, never Jeez. do that again. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It was like the tiniest thing. I think right. I even referenced like someone saying it, but he knew right away what I was talking about. And I was Jeez. like, yeah, I... Um, like I know some people that are um, comics that intentionally refuse to watch other comic specials. They refuse to watch so it a, doesn't any other enter because, the brain. Yeah, so because hard. because like, cognitive recall is a real thing. Right. Um, in fact, that's where like a lot of um, there was a huge beef between Louis C.K. and Dane Cook. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. A There's different a type of Louis C.K. Episode beef. of Louis. That, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I didn't realize it, but that was a completely real yeah. beef. Yeah. Um, where Dane used one of Louis' jokes, mm. but uh, well, essentially mm. used the same the same premise and yeah. punchline, except it wasn't verbatim. But um, he very well he was completely convinced that he came up with that originally. Right. But it wasn't until it was shown to him in a later type of reel um, that he very well could have heard you know both being kind of East Coast guys yeah. that yep. they very well could have been the same club the same night heard that and then a year or two later he yeah, thought of it and thought it was funny. Another it's thing just is so hard. I mean, how many? There's a lot of beefs in the comedy community. Too. Yeah. Um, like Ari Shafir and uh, what's a little Asian dude from Mad TV. Bobby Lee. Bobby mm-hmm. Lee. They've yeah. had a they beef. Have, they have a beef. Uh, Carlos Mancia and Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, the one well, we Mancia about. has a beef with a lot of people. Apparently. Well, yeah. I don't. Apparently, he like is a uh, big I beef. I, yeah. I think yeah. I, I think I'm biased because I love Joe Rogan. So sure. Much, yeah. but, sure. And Joe Rogan kind of destroyed Carlos Mancia. Yeah. <laughs> he, straight up, it's like that, you that's were doing one of other my favorite jokes. YouTube videos of all. Time is Joe Rogan on the stage of the belly room in the comedy store, yeah, just yelling at Carlos Mencia. And Carlos has nothing to say back, he yeah. knows everything he's saying. Have is you seen true. the thing with Joe Rogan arguing with that lady? It's just a random yeah. lady, and yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. trying to tell him that 
he's a I don't know, but he, he was like, yeah, that he's not like, like he hates women. Oh and my then he god, talks it was him. so yeah. good, yeah. and he just like went off on her, and it was like she would yeah. just shut up so quick. It was great. Oh yeah, yeah, but um, I mean the the big like the biggest issue right now with me is like Amy Schumer, and he, here's the thing: like cognitive recall is a real thing, and if someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I've had this joke for a long time. Here's your joke. It's essentially the same thing. Not saying you stole it." Right. But don't do it anymore. Right. You know, the, like that's I like that, 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 her, dude. That's Honestly. what's coming to happen. But Amy Schumer is knowing these things. This has has these things pointed out, and she continues to put them into her productions, making money off of them. Yeah, right. and like to me, that's where joke theft becomes an issue. Yeah, in an open mic scene, sure, it's a great way to get shit talked about you, not booked on shows. If you're going to open mics, f- stealing people's jokes that are funny, using them at other open mics or other shows. Um, it's gonna come to light, and and you're gonna get, you know, s- some some bad judgment out of it. But you know, um, blatant joke theft um, is definitely I- an issue because unlike music, unlike anything else, there's really no laws about joke right. thievery. Right. It's sad and too so, because like I don't even think she's that gr- like I can I can I can think of a couple other um, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be women comedians, but yeah. Or, yeah, and they're like way better, I think, than oh, for sure. Christina, no doubt, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Christina I mean, P, um, Ali Wong, yes, Tiffany Haddish. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. is is hilarious, but yeah, no, a- Amy Schumer gets a lot of credit where I'm not 100% sure she's that good at. I feel like she's good at what you were talking about, maybe stealing a little bit of stuff. And then two, she's good at just being like gross, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she gets a lot of shock value for just being disgusting. Oh, yeah. a lot, a lot yeah, of, yeah, a lot of comedians get. I that mean, when you're at that like. level, though, I, there's got to be a bunch of pressure to keep bringing the heat, and I, um, t- I totally get it, man. I guess I mean, that's yeah. a, I guess yeah. that's another way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, and it, even Kevin Hart's got writers, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, so. there are times I think of jokes, and I'm like, oh shit, my friend does that joke. Like that's that's yeah. not my original thought at all. Right. Yeah. And you just have to be, I don't know, cool enough to be like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I think half of Kevin Hart is like his the way just he, his presence and his uh, well, the, totally. energy. Well, like what you were saying earlier, the way he like um, I don't know, what do you want to call it? like executes things. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he says certain things and, and how he says them sure. makes it more funny than if someone else were to do the same yeah, yeah. bit. Everybody yeah. that's a Kevin Hart's fan is just like I don't know. There's Losing just something it. about him. It's funny, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the what I, what I want to go on is. Uh, I want you guys to tell us uh, where where does everybody listen to you? Where does everybody find you? Um, we are available um, on iTunes at the moment. Um, we I think we just need to get one more published, uh, and then we can qualify for probably within the week. We'll be go- on the Google others, Play, Spotify, uh, Google yeah. Play, yeah, yeah. Um, I just added us to Spotify. Don't know if they're going to let us because uh, they tell you to not play licensed music, and I always do it that do it at the end of the podcast. So whatever. Uh, we I think our third. Um, after showcase uh, comedy podcast will be coming out tomorrow, mm-hmm. so look out for that. Um, Kyle, where can they find you at? Um, you can find me on all forms of social media at at Uncle Buck's House um, on all forms of social media, um, and uh, you can find us every Tuesday doing mm-hmm. uh, trivia at the Kettle Top. We got yeah. uh, um, Taco Tuesday and trivia mm-hmm. every Tuesday night at Kettle Top Brew House. Brew House and Anderson, yeah, in can Anderson, eat tacos and trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, uh, we have a monthly showcase um, that we do the third Friday of every month. Our next showcase is coming up on the 20th, a special holiday show um, of April. And uh, we've got... One- <laughs> <laughs> well, what holiday is that, the 20th yeah. of April? 
<laughs> it's a special holiday. Yeah, yeah you probably yeah. don't even know about it. So <laughs> <special>. <laughs> um, but we've got Willie Griswold um, coming down to do that show, and uh, we've got Ryan McManus coming in on April 11th to do, to uh, do the feature of our next open mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so the open mics are the second Wednesday of every month, and our showcases are the third Friday of every month, um, all through the uh, Kettletop Brew House, who also sponsors our podcast. So yeah. Um, uh, big shout out to everyone over at Kettletop um, Brew House. Creatures of Habit Brewing Company um, and Creatures Kitchen over there in Anderson doing fantastic stuff mm-hmm. for the city. Mm-hmm. So um, when you guys do your podcast, is it at the actual Kettle Top or is it at? Yeah, it's, uh, it's at my house afterwards, okay. which is a hop and a skip from there. Right so there. it kind of makes sense yeah. to just Sweet. swing back over. Yeah, I, I usually just taxi the, you know. Um, headliner co-headliner my right. car over there we just go over there do the podcast and then take them back to the awesome. cars and because because we definitely want to be on the podcast I yeah would, for I sure would, i would like it if um you know we did it and then also had like maybe a you know a comedian as well that, cool. yeah. that kind of thing yeah well actually you guys said you um were interested in coming and doing that's exactly the, what i was thinking if yeah you, if you guys want to go up you should yeah, come so, and we'll just have you so out bj bj put a challenge to me he was like 30 days we're gonna do an open mic so yeah yeah. We we should um So a month from now I will be like obviously we'll be in touch before that. Sure. Right? Like for for a month from now, that's when the goal is to do it. And, okay. And yeah. it, how many minutes is it usually? So we try to say five, but when it's the open mic and especially if it's your first time, do what you're comfortable with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean there'll be no there'll be no the penalty for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's um it's a max five minute window. I mean, sometimes if we don't have a ton of folks sign up, um, then you know we'll we'll open that up to some of the more seasoned comics that would yeah. like a couple more minutes. Yeah, cause, yeah, we can do a few more if we need For to. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but but there's no you know no one's gonna hold you to five yeah. minutes. Do you so guys do you guys also perform? Yeah. Oh yeah. Most yep. of the times. Yeah. Just nice. because. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, um, I MC and do the first. Um, yeah. Kyle always spot. does the first bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'll I'll do the first set and then I'll introduce each folk. Nice. Uh, each of the folks coming up and, um, yeah. You can so. usually catch me out there. So yeah. Sweet. Sure. Well, to the left of me, Ryan. How did you How did you feel about today? Uh, it was awesome. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. we can okay. hear you. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Cool. I appreciate I appreciate you doing it. I will get uh, we will get Ryan mic'd up for the future. I don't know when it's going to happen. It just depends on the uh, income situation mm-hmm. and if the wife gets too mad about the laptop that I bought. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, we are going to get you mic'd up eventually. And then uh, you know we you can always follow us on any social media besides Facebook at Juice in the AM. So Twitter, Instagram. Um, I haven't started a Snapchat yet, but I'm thinking about it. And then uh, Shane, I hope you feel better next week, man, because you did a great job today. You did you did have your Jordan game. I wouldn't say it was like, you know, the number one game, but it was like, you know, top five. Thank you for rating my game. <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice to have a podcasting partner that will rate you and tell yeah. you exactly <laughs> what you've done wrong. Tell me my yeah. movies It's very suck. helpful, yeah. Tell me no, he, he does a great job. I love him. He's yeah. uh, one of the, like, like, I, like I said, if I was, a, like, if I was feeling sick, and I was on somebody else's podcast, or I'm sorry, if you if it was if you had started <laughs> seems, it, it seems a little forced, but that's okay. If you had started, Anyways, it, if you had guys... started it, I would have I would have probably called in sick. Okay, that's oh. what I'm saying. You did a nice. you, you did a well, solid for me when I was like, you don't get the label of ride or die by staying home sick. <laughs> Good. Okay. True. Love you. Anyways, buddy. ready to do this? Yeah. How are we getting out of here? Uh, I don't know if I should say. I can barely talk. Um. Hope you guys like the podcast and hopefully the juice is worth the squeeze. Mm.
So I have a song that I think that people will appreciate. Well, uh, remember the tiny aliens I told you about? Nice. <laughs> you heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team. We're the monsters. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Competition is about to begin above the rim. Finessing it moves. 